0: Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2275, with the release date of Friday, June 4th, 2021, to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A YL from Italy will become the first European woman to command the ISS. Hams in India take on a somber task amid COVID. And Istanbul inaugurates Europe's tallest communications tower. All this and more is Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2275 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. And now reporting from Valparaiso, Indiana, here's Paul Brown, WD-9GCO. Italy's first female astronaut, Samantha Cristoforetti, IZ-0UDF, has also become the first European woman chosen to command the International Space Station. The European Space Agency announced the former fighter pilot's selection on Friday, May 28th. She is to launch in 2022 with NASA astronauts Kel Lindgren, KO 5 mos and Bob Hines aboard a SpaceX Crew Dragon spacecraft. This will be her second stay on board the ISS, where she will become the fifth ESA astronaut to serve as its commander. Hams in India have taken up a grim but important responsibility as people throughout that nation continue to count the deaths from COVID-19. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, has that report.
1: In India, where crematoriums and graveyards are pushed beyond capacity to keep pace with the surges in death from COVID-19, amateur radio operators have stepped up to help provide some coordination amidst the chaos. The Indian Institute of hams has created a communications network connecting 16 crematoriums, according to a news report in the Bangalore Mirror. More than 30 hams have been working around the clock to ensure proper and dignified handling of cremations as a reassurance to families, the report said. The Institute's director, S. Satyapal Victor Uniform 2, Foxtrot India, said, hams who are particularly experienced in crisis management have been visiting crematoriums at random, gathering details about any problems that have arisen. S. Satyapal told the Bangalore Mirror, quote, any disturbances reported at the crematoriums will be brought to the notice of officials and we will alert the task force to inspect them immediately. Our aim is to see that a dignified farewell is given to the deceased without any hassles." The HAMS efforts are part of a greater nationwide network of volunteer response from individuals and non-governmental organisations attempting to help funeral professionals at crematoriums and burial grounds. A report in the New York Times said that an average of 217,768 COVID-19 cases per day were reported in India last week, although some reports indicate the numbers of cases and deaths have begun to decline in recent days. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. Make room on the bands, maybe. For some new
0: low-power FM stations, the U.S. Federal Communications Commission is considering rule changes that would pave the way for approval of new low-power FM licenses. Acting Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel said that the matter is on the agenda at the Commission's June 17th meeting. The move follows actions the Commission took last year to modify engineering rules for low-power FM stations. A longtime friend of AMSAT and noted satellite enthusiast has become a silent
2: key. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, tells us about him. The ham described by some as the voice of the Houston AMSAT net and the king of the South Texas balloon launch team has become a silent key. Andy McAllister, W5ACM, died on Wednesday, May the 19th at his home in Texas. Andy, who became a licensed amateur radio operator in high school, was a former member of the AMSAT Board of Directors and has been a liaison for Cerex that allowed students to speak to astronauts on board the shuttle spacecraft. Andy's many jobs included working as a chief operator and technician at KTRU, the student-run radio station at Rice University in Houston. According to his online obituary, he also worked for two years for Lockheed at NASA. Designed space shuttle simulators, and was in charge of technical manuals and certifications for more than 20 years at Daniel Measurement and Control. Andy was also known as one of the columnists at 73 Magazine, where he wrote about amateur radio satellites. Andy was 68. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. Now here's an island activation
0: with a dual purpose. Successful radio contacts get a certificate, and the island itself gets hoped-for funding to help restore its use as a park. As Dave Parks' WB8ODF tells us, it's going on in the New York State Hudson Valley region. The
3: chance to activate a castle or an island has always ignited the imaginations of many hams. But the activations taking place near Bannerman Castle on New York's Bannerman Island on Saturday, June 12th, have less to do with imagination and more to do with a real-life goal. Radio operators who are part of the Hudson Valley Digital Network are hoping to make contact worldwide from locations along the Hudson River to bring attention to the need to restore Bannerman Island and its buildings for visitors' safe use as a public park. Bannerman Island is not part of the Islands on the Air awards program. It belongs to the New York State Park System and is one of six islands on the Hudson River. Eight amateur radio stations will be on the air between 1 p.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time, one of them from the island itself using the call sign N2B. The stations are activating under the sponsorship of the Hudson Valley Radio Relay. Operators logging these stations will receive a commemorative certificate and information on how to contribute to the fundraising campaign to help the nonprofit Bannerman Castle Trust restore the historic island. So be listening for N2B, along with stations operating nearby N2H, N2U, N2D, N2S, N2O, N2N, and N2V. They'll be using various modes, including CW, SSB, and the digital modes. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Dave Parks, WB8ODF.
0: We all struggle with RF interference, and so much of it is preventable. In Germany, authorities are taking steps to ensure some of that RFI doesn't come from certain solar panels. Ed Durant,
4: DD5LP, gives us the details. The manufacturer of a solar panel optimizer has been restricted from doing business in the German market because of concerns over RF interference. The German regulator Bnetz A has said that it has taken the action against solar because some of its optimizers cause levels of RF pollution that do not comply with directives set by the EU. The company, which has offices around the world, describes itself as a leading manufacturer of photovoltaic inverters for solar power systems. According to a translation from Veron, the largest amateur radio association in the Netherlands, Solar Edge's representative in Germany has four weeks to correct the problem before the regulator prohibits the product's national sale altogether. According to reports, the restriction applies only to Germany despite the RF pollution directive setting an EU wide standard. The company's website did not contain a statement responding to the German regulator's actions. Solar Edge's optimizer is not the only product by any manufacturer that the German regulator has noted as being out of compliance. Recent study reports published by BNetzA have shown that 75% of solar panel installations and 25% of LED lights studied failed to meet EU standards. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, dd 5 LP. The citizen
0: scientist organization HamSI is looking for amateur input worldwide during its Eclipse Festival this month. Jack Parker W8ISH tells us how to get
5: involved. Hams's shortwave listeners around the world have been invited to the largest solar eclipse festival being held by HamSci to gather data using their HF radios and a computer running open source software. Radio operators are being asked to record the time standard stations during the annular solar eclipse across the Arctic Circle. It's an experiment that runs from the 7th to the 12th of June. The annular phase of the eclipse will be visible from parts of northern Canada, Russia and Greenland. A partial eclipse is likely to be visible, weather permitting, in Europe, northern Asia and the United States. The crowdsourced data from citizen scientists will help researchers study the superimposed effects of auroral particle precipitation and the eclipse of HF Doppler shift. Radio operators around the world are invited to sign up and take part. All participants will receive QSL certificates as well as the findings of the data's analysts. The primary beacon for the experiment will be the Russian time-standard station, RWM, on 9.996 MHz. If your radio cannot receive this frequency, try 10 MHz WWV or another station listed on the HamSci website. The instructions on how to participate in this Festival of Frequency Measurement can be found at hamsi.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jack Parker, W8ISH. Time
0: for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the NM5-EM repeater in Grants, New Mexico, on Thursdays at 8 p.m. local time. As so many hams know, a soaring new tower isn't always the most welcome sight in some neighborhoods. Of course, if the neighborhood happens to be the largest city in Turkey, that's a different
6: story. Jim ZL2BHF, tells us why. The Chumli Jar TV radio tower in Istanbul stands 369 metres tall, or 1,210 feet tall, a futuristic state-of-the-art structure being heralded as the tallest telecommunications tower in Europe. At its inauguration in late May, Turkish President Erdogan praised the high-tech structure for its ability to carry 100 FM broadcasts simultaneously, noting that it replaces numerous outdated facilities that had previously stood on the same hill. The mass of older towers had long been criticised as marring the city's skyline, imposing health risks for city residents. Construction began on the new tower in 2016, in the hopes it would also be a magnet for tourism in the city. The tower is located on the Asian side of the city, and its highest point is more than 580 metres, or 1,900 feet, above sea level. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF.
0: An invitation has been extended to hams in Ireland to attend an Irish festival in Wisconsin, via radio. And the guests' replies are starting to come in.
7: Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us up to date. The popular Irish Fest in La Crosse, Wisconsin is making a comeback this August, and this year the festival will be bringing Ireland to Wisconsin in a new way. The Riverland Amateur Radio Club, W9UP, has invited a number of Irish amateur radio clubs to join in the activity on the Mississippi Riverfront. Irish Fest trustee Sean Hicks, KD9KGQ, a board member of the Riverland Club, told Newsline that he has already received a positive response from the Shannon Basin Radio Club and the East Leinster Amateur Radio Club. He said, while Irish music games and storytelling will be part of the usual attractions, festival attendees will also get an opportunity to hear from hams in Ireland and to experience amateur radio. In his invitation sent to various ham clubs based in Ireland, Sean wrote, quote, Our radio club members will be more than eager to make DX contacts into Ireland, but we would like our hams to partner with a fest attendee and give them an opportunity to chat with you. This would give them a chance to learn a little bit about the region in Ireland that you live in, and a chance for you to learn about us as well. End quote. The club will be on the air at the festival on August the 14th from 1600 to 2200 UTC on 14.260 MHz and will also conduct QSOs with the Hams in Ireland via Yesu Fusion Wires X Room 63956. Sean said if clubs want to meet in a different wires X room, that will also be possible. Hamza and Ireland may contact Sean at E-I-S-T-I-M-6-8 at gmail.com. For Hamza Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Bucci four n NJH. A special event station is about to
0: get underway in Hawaii, marking the legacy of a beloved monarch. John Williams VK4 JJW explains. The 19th century Hawaiian King Kamehameha, who is celebrated for having united the islands of Hawaii in 1810, would no doubt appreciate the spirit of the day on Friday, June 11th. On that day, amateur radio operators will be working in unison as special event station K6K, honouring the leader, warrior, businessman and diplomat whose vision for the islands kept Western explorers from encroaching on their territories. As envisaged by Michael Miller, KH6ML, the special event station will carry the King's story around the world as operators on the various islands make as many contacts as possible. This is not a contest, and there are no paper QSL cards... However, downloadable certificates will be available. For more details, visit the QRZ page of K6K. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. The Radio Society of Great Britain wants new team members on its news service to read reports from around the UK and the world for local hams. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us how to get involved.
7: One of the latest news items from the Radio Society of Great Britain is about Ham Radio itself. The Society is looking for amateurs who would like to join their team of newsreaders, sharing updates on events, solar forecasts and issues of concern to hams throughout the UK and around the world. A new video on the Society's website and on their YouTube channel explains the newsreaders' roles with the GB2RS News Service. The Society currently has more than a hundred news readers delivering transmissions every week on Sunday, a tradition that began in September of 1955. The news reports are heard on HF, analogue and digital VHF and UHF repeaters, as well as through amateur TV transmissions. Reports are also transmitted via the QO100 satellite hams with online access can hear the reports via podcasts and video presentations. For more details or to watch the video, follow the link in this week's printed script of this newscast at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Wherever you are in the
0: world, get ready for the return of the Fox Mike Hotel Portable Ops Challenge coming September 4th and 5th. The contest is designed to create equal operating conditions between portable and fixed stations. For details, visit foxmikehotel.com. Finally, we ask, do you love solving a good mystery? Scientists think they may be getting ready to do just that. They're hot on the trail of some mysterious and intensely fast radio signals. Here's Neil
8: Rapp, WB9VPG, with the details. Fast radio bursts. No, that's not the enviable signal report you dream of getting from that rare DX somewhere in the Antarctic. These are the formerly mysterious deep space signals astronomers have been tracking using NASA's Hubble Space Telescope. Notice we said formerly mysterious. For years, scientists have scratched their heads over the source of these thousand or so powerful blasts, which began showing up in 2001. They are, however, so fast that they're here and then they're not. According to a report in CBS News, scientists have traced only 15 of them and they apparently came from distant galaxies. New findings about to be published in the Astrophysical Journal track five of the most recent radio blasts to the so-called spiral arms of the galaxies, the places where stars form, but not from young stars exploding and dying. Rather, the blast's origins appear to be from neutron stars, young magnetars, that have powerful magnetic fields. While this doesn't completely solve the mystery, it does narrow things down quite a bit, and that's no small task. This is the kind of power we hams can only envy. In the one thousandth of a second it takes these flares to erupt, they create as much energy as the sun does in a year. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. With thanks to Amateur News Weekly,
0: AMSAT, the ARRL, Bangalore Mirror... Brussels Times, CBS, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, East Greenbush Amateur Radio Association, the European Space Agency, the FCC, HamSai, Hudson Valley Digital Network, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, msn.com, New York Times, Ohio Penn DX Newsletter, QRZ.com, the Radio Society of Great Britain, Radio World, Ronald Panetta, WB2WGH, Southgate Amateur Radio News, shortwaveradio.de, Ted Randall's QSO radio show, Space News, Veron, WTWW Shortwave, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. For more information or to support us, visit our official website at arnewsline.org. Be sure to follow some of these stories as they get a more in-depth look on the YouTube channel of 100 Watts and a Wire. Search for the video segment with the title, Two Stories. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO in Valparaiso, Indiana, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2021. All rights reserved.